Hi John, how are you doing? Hi Richa, great to meet you again. Yes, I'm I'm excited to meet you and someone else on this podcast. Hi Vitasta, how are you? I'm great Richa, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. It's it's such a delight to have you on this podcast with us. Happy to be here as well. My first time. <laughs> So Vitasta before we get to the topic why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself everyone hears John on every podcast Yes so uh, my name is Vitasta and I deal with the entire delivery vertical of N paradigm so we are like the back end superheroes trying to manage all these multiple things that we're doing in N paradigm right ensuring that the team is pumped up workshops are being delivered clients are satisfied so that's what me and my team do Great. So all the pressure, all the time, is on you and your team. Absolutely. What a perfect person to have when we're going to be discussing burnout, which is our topic for the podcast today. So I'm very, I'm very excited to hear both your insights on it because uh, you know burnout and if one has to define it, it's just being exhausted, listless, and unable to cope. And it was a term coined in the 1970s. by an american psychologist largely to describe the consequences of severe stress and high ideals in helping professionals such as doctors and nurses but today we heard it in college corridors corporate aisles and is often the most common reason heard for resignation by hr professionals it is today become an occupation phenomenon so to start with john over to you you're an entrepreneur co-founder and a master of all trades How would you describe burnout? Uh, so, uh, you know, I think it's it's that state of you know feeling uh, quite disengaged and listless. You know, the state of not really having the motivation or energy to do something, uh, but having that general feeling of uh, I, I would maybe call it listlessness, where uh, you just don't feel like doing anything. You just existing. Hmm. uh but you, you don't have a drive to achieve uh any particular outcome at you know at that point right so that's that's how i would i would describe burnout right now uh in my experience uh mm-hmm. uh lot of people feel that you know we get burnt out a lot because we work very hard we put in a lot of extra hours and that's you know uh burnout is the outcome of putting so much extra effort into into you know a particular activity right mm-hmm. after having worked with a lot of people and you know reflected on this problem a lot uh i've come to the conclusion that burnout is actually caused by very very different reasons right uh-huh yeah so uh and i'd like to put it very simply across right burnout is typically in my i think the biggest reason for people feeling burnt out is when they're consistently doing some work that they don't really want to do right hmm. so uh, you know if if there is work that you think is valuable useful you think there is value in doing it and there is a larger purpose behind why you're doing what you're doing uh, i've seen people putting you know an enormous amount of effort and while at the end of that effort you know when they finally see the outcome uh, they may feel a bit of physical exhaustion uh, you know the mental feeling is that of uh, you know pride uh, that of achievement you know uh, there is a satisfaction that you know i have seen people walking away with right at the same time mm-hmm. when one spend lot of time energy effort 
uh, in an area where they are constantly wondering you know why actually why am i doing this is this what i really want to be doing and they find themselves asking that question again and again and again right uh, so a lot of times i think that is where i've seen people finally describing the end outcome as burnout right and uh, you know happy to speak more about this but i would definitely want vitas to also to talk about this Yes, absolutely, Vitasta. You deal with everything on the client delivery front, like you said. Yeah. So I'm sure you've had plenty of sleepless nights and last-minute alarm calls on emergency, and many anxious days. So, how would you describe burnout? I think uh, you know, Richa, very similar, right? If as an individual, I am completely disengaged with what I'm doing, right? I have no interest. I feel hopeless, right? And very simply put, if at the end of the day, I just want to go and crash. right i don't mm-hmm. want to do anything after that right my work time is over or you know there's no nothing else that i want to do um i would call that burnout right because your mm-hmm. interest to do anything your motivation to do anything is non existent right mm-hmm. and if you don't have the motivation you don't have that uh, you know sense of drive then achieving anything doing anything even things that make you happy uh will mm-hmm. not right so that obviously leads to unhappiness which leads to physical ill health mental ill health etc etc so that's what i would call as a state of burnt out being burnt out you know it's very interesting because both of you all are bringing to four uh, interest actually leads to inspiration motivation and you know inculcates passion and today in terms of you know resources choices there are plenty on the table but that we're also seeing burnout becoming more and more common so this brings me to my next question why do you think they've become a very serious concern now in the recent past yeah so maybe i'll talk a bit about that which uh, are so yeah uh, you know so if you look at if you put it on a scale right you will find that on one end of the scale you have uh, a state of mind that you call mindfulness right yeah here you have uh, the state of uh, being which is more what we would put call instant gratification right mm. so these are a two different ends right so in an instant gratification mode you know i am going to get hooked to whatever is in front of me at that very moment right and then you know every 10 seconds my attention switches to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and i'm not doing any kind of deep thinking or reflection at all right whereas mindfulness right. is mind where uh, i am actually savoring the moment right i am fully in the moment whether it's food in front of me whether i am reading a novel whether i am talking to my friends you know so mindfulness is a state of mind where i am fully savoring and experiencing every sense and being in that moment right and i'm i'm extracting the maximum happiness from from that moment right and as we all know very well Uh, we've increasingly moved more and more from mindful states to being that of you know uh, gratified in very very short you know sprints and short yes bursts, right and it becomes quite taxing on the brain because you're constantly switching from one activity to another to another to another right you're getting very stimulated by multiple sources of information right all around us uh, so you have pings coming from multiple sources your coworkers pinging you from all over the world customers reaching out to you the world is moving much faster than it was pre covid right of uh, course yes absolutely this is definitely one reason why 
there might be a higher degree of experience of the phenomenon called burnout right that's number one uh, number two is also the general awareness about uh, the space right so if you notice you know we now have a phenomenon where uh, we anything that becomes excess you know we are going to prefix the word toxic to it right so there is a lot more awareness to to this today right and because of that uh, you know it's quite people are able to quickly catch and label a trend very quickly uh, and it leads all of us to also wonder hey you know what am i also experiencing burnout right maybe there's a little uh, you know sometimes you may not really be experiencing burnout but you may still be thinking that you're experiencing burnout or sometimes you may be able to catch it even before you f- reach that end state right you're proactively catching that and then you're able to uh, you know maybe step back from whatever train you're on right before it crashes into into a problem right yeah, right so true my two cents on this but that's the over to you I think yeah just to add you know uh, to what John just mentioned I think a lot of people don't realize they're getting burnt out till they get burnt out right um there are people around them that might notice this like small changes right that people will notice uh in an individual very different from what they were before and how they are now right but most of most of the times the individual themselves may not know that they're burnt out or they're getting to the phase of burnt out right and i think you know nowadays what has happened is the concept of me time right there is no me time almost right true why because true. um you know you're going to work there is a travel component that comes in obviously you know traffic is a problem i think everyone knows about <laughs> right so you bet take about an hour to us to go to work come back go, stay and work then there's family etc etc so there is uh, no space of me time and as an individual I strongly believe that you know transfer of energy is how another person gets energy. So when we're talking to individuals, if I'm talking yeah. to you right now, I am feeding off the energy that you guys are giving me, right? So it's 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 very yeah. similar, right? And um, that post COVID, unfortunately, has just deteriorated to another level, right? People don't talk to each other. Everyone's on their phones or their laptops, or you know. And I think recently we saw some videos, right, of some. for it guys sitting and working on his laptop even in the middle of you know traffic so there yeah. is no real time to you know spend on yourself and your health and your mental well being and i think wedding, sorry john i'm saying there are videos of a poor it guy in the middle of his wedding <laughs> correct weddings <laughs> people are now in their weddings also you know on a laptop or a phone or whatever so as in you know that is why it's become such a serious concern right now you know it's actually very interesting because uh, me time right me time is a is one of those woke words today uh, a lot of, especially the gen z generation it it's, it's a very important word to them and millennials are also understanding the importance of it uh, i think one of the aspects is me time is defined differently by different people like for some me time is meditating completely cut away from gadgets you yes. know or enjoying nature basically disconnecting okay. whereas for some me time is aimlessly scrolling on instagram which is not me time but you're just scrolling there's no digital and, detox in that that's another word for you yes and there is no digital detox and you know like john mentioned anything which crosses a certain amount of uh, i think a threshold of patience or a threshold of 
somebody is saying okay i have had enough it becomes toxic so that brings me actually to the next question that i i'm sure burnout is used more frequently today but always existed i'm sure our parents and their parents everyone felt it but it was not something that was absolutely in the spotlight right today people are going to therapy for it today it's becoming a cause or depression for chronic anxiety correct so and especially among if i have to like literally coin you know terminologies for generations then gen z and millennials are really going to therapy primarily to to be able to see through and see you know pass through burnout correct is it a generation phenomenon or do you think it is actually a cause for concern that impacts performance no so i personally feel it's definitely a cause of concern uh i so based on my personal experience i'll tell you so what happens with most of the generation as of today right uh a lot of gratification or appreciation comes from say something like an instagram right i put a photo yeah. up and people will appreciate it and if they don't appreciate it or if there is you know someone who's talking negatively about it it affects me right uh, and it affects how i think about myself how i think how i perceive myself right uh, i don't really have uh, a person to talk to some of the older yeah. generations have formed those bonds right they have those conversations something didn't go wrong maybe they'll call up a friend maybe they'll call up an aunt maybe they'll call up you know a neighbor right i don't yeah. know many people today who know who their neighbor is also right forget yeah, siri now they ask chat gpt now they ask siri or chat gpt absolutely so that's that's how we have progressed right so uh, a lot of this therapy also helps because you're talking to someone someone's listening to you right uh, that is very critical as an individual as a human being right we're not machines we are human beings we need communication right so that's why it is it's become so much more um, you know important and on the same lines you know showing that you are doing well is very important right so i'll give you an mm-hmm. example of a friend of mine right um i talked about me time just a couple of minutes back So what right. happens is usually she wakes up at five in the morning, goes to a dance class, comes back, goes to work, comes back from work, goes to, goes to the gym. I'm not counting traffic time, etc. By the time it's about one in the night or whatever, does her Instagram scrolling, I'm sure, and then calls it a night, right? Mm-hmm. In essence, she has had four hours of sleep, right? No time to spend with anyone else, and because. Gymming is important. It's another part, right? Everyone has to. If you are talking about physical health, it has to be gym, right? So, uh, gymming is important. Dance because you know I want to do something co-curricular, so dance is important. But there is no time for anything else. So now she's reached True. that stage of what she would call burnt out, being burnt out because there's no time, right? And so, being burnt out after pursuing all hobbies, yeah, right? These would be hobbies. Achieving. overachieving okay. right so but it looks good on say instagram it looks good on linkedin it on all these things but as an individual it is affecting my physical health it is affecting my mental health and that's why you know i'm falling sick often i'm you know um, i need to go to therapy etc so that's what's happening with the generation now hmm john your view on this Yeah, so you know, uh, you might have heard of the word, uh, the the phrase free play, 
right so free play mm-hmm. there you're just uh, in uh, a leisurely state and there's nothing at really st- there's nothing at stake right you're right. Yes. engaging with your social circle right uh, so uh, you know i'm i'm a big sports fan right and i've always felt that uh, you know low stakes sports play is, is a great way for engaging human minds right because uh, you're while you're with your friends uh, you're competing you're cooperating right uh, you uh, have certain rules at play right so you learn the importance of certain rules right uh, and respect them uh, at the same time when you win or lose you know you win sometimes you lose sometimes you get used to the idea of losing many times right yeah at some point losing stops mattering to you right uh, true i think free play is something that's increasingly disappearing from the world around us right uh, and people end up more and more and more you know high stakes activities where uh, the outcomes of the results start mattering to me right and we mm. gave a few examples of you know the number of likes i have or you know uh, many other metrics that we may use to measure ourselves uh, right so i think there needs to be healthy balance over here there has to be places where i spend time and i lose and it doesn't matter to me at all right in fact it probably strengthens me uh, makes uh, improves the grit in my uh, mindset it improves my perseverance and resilience right i think these are uh, very natural combatants to the space of burnout you know it's actually very interesting because uh, my next question comes to corporate culture right today everything that you don't like you blame on corporate culture you basically blame everything you don't like on your office space so coming to you most of the places today have carrom boards and table tennis tables and they have yoga classes but people are still burnt out you still have people from there telling you that no man my office is still not doing enough do you think corporate culture even with the hybrid work model is somewhere responsible for people burning out in spite of them having options of work from home come to office and all the other resources This is interesting where they're wondering who is going to take this on first. Okay then. Yeah, with us. I have an I have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> If John you want to go first then you can go first. I have an answer. <laughs> no, so I okay, so I'll I'll just uh, give a share of my perspective and then of course, you know, John can go for it. Right? So uh I think You know there's a famous saying people leave their job because of their managers right <laughs> yes right i think a lot of what people call corporate culture is how say their unit functions right also it's easier to you know just say that this is this is what is wrong right it's easier yeah, to put course. in the blame right but i but i firmly believe that it's not it's not just one person's responsibility or one person who has to lead the culture right it's a lot of different people that form the culture of any organization right and it is the responsibility of all these people put together to ensure that you know everyone's doing well everyone's well-being is is taken care of etc etc and that's the same for the people who are expecting this right they have to also think about say their subordinates or their peer group etc yeah so my perception about corporate culture is it 
100% responsible for being for the entire concept of burnt out no but does it hold some responsibility in the entire frame of things yes because you are also part of the entire organization right so people have to take up some responsibility to ensure that your peer group your managers your subordinates everyone is doing well i think that right. responsibility is definitely everyone's in the company hmm yeah and i think it also depends on the kind of work model that you're you're working on right so mm-hmm. uh, for example organizations like ours we have a lot of people working with external third parties right mm. on the client end on the uh, partner or collaborator end you know so people end up doing a lot more work with external facing people than with internal team members right hmm uh, so what happens in a situation like that is that you know that your work experience the experience you get as an employee is very dependent on the set of people that you keep engaging with on a consistent basis right, right. and i think as a company you know it's up, up to us to set ground rules for you know how uh, you know people respect each other's thoughts views right i may have a different opinion but how do i communicate that to you right uh, do i respect your views and viewpoints right uh, maybe if you are a young person do i do i allow younger people to speak first or do we have a culture of you know uh, hippo right the highest paid person's opinion right so right uh, all things matter right as you start building up the culture right also with customers right are you are you okay taking anything from a customer just because they are paying money right or are you very clear that no this is not the way we would want our people to be treated right and are we making it very clear to our our team members that we are okay losing a customer if yeah, you know the behavior is not right right uh, hmm. it's it's not just about making the money right it's about the quality of work that you're doing right so i think a lot of times burnout is very very closely linked to uh, the biggest driver is the quality of work that you uh you are personally experiencing yeah a huge driver and again a under very very big driver uh is the quality of relationships with people the quality of the coworkers that you have, you know your yes. your relationships with them are you feeling yeah. are you feeling that psychological safety when you are around them right are you feeling that you know you can be yourself right uh, and you are not having to always put on put on a very very different face to who you are when environment right uh, so obviously we would everyone expects that that level of decorum at work but if you feel that no at work i am having to be a very different person from who my who i am otherwise then i think the the likelihood of burnout definitely goes up there right no of course because i also think you know uh, like patasta you mentioned there is nobody to talk to uh I, you know i have friends and who are working in organizations and they're not able to explain to someone that they're feeling low or they're feeling burnt out or they're feeling anxious because the other worry is uh, their communication is often judged yes and not understood for what it is correct you know so they uh, they begin communicating already assuming if they're not going to be understood so that's like a double whammy i'm already low correct. and you're not going to be able to understand me so what is the point of me telling you forget it this is of no value absolutely so i would love to know from the two of you you know how have you all identified the start of 
something you know being a miss in a team and how have you nipped that in the bud what have you all done so uh, so richa i think for me couple of um, you know i think i work on observations right uh, okay how is a person behaving for example right say i have an i have a team member who's extremely social right who's been talking a lot uh, interacts a lot chit chats etc etc takes hmm. you know chai breaks or whatever with other yes. other coworkers and suddenly that kind of drops right uh, the energy in the room drops right so that is a obviously a very very direct indicator that there's something wrong right um even you know you know when i'm talking about my team my team is multi geography like we have people across uh, different locations right so right. Uh, what happens is you know i can also judge by say your work quality is dipping right someone who's an extraordinary performer or even a good performer suddenly there are a lot of uh, people saying that you know this the thing the work quality has dropped off you know people are not doing very well here etc etc so that's again another indicator that there is something wrong right so what i try to do is that i try to have a chat with them then rather than wait till you know a couple of months and see what happens right right because right. if i have it then then i in, in instantly know that what the challenge is like i mentioned earlier a lot of people don't come to you and say that you know there's something wrong right especially a manager because god knows you know manager might say Correct. that you know that how are you how are you doing this this is not accepted whatever right so that's the mindset that people come with there's a little bit of fear but if you sit down take out that time even if it's a half an hour one hour and i typically tell them come let's have a coffee together or something right um it just puts that comfort in them that hey number one my manager cares about me and number two okay you know this is my problem maybe my manager can sort it right maybe it's not a problem also right the person is Correct. just overthinking it and you know just making it a problem it's not a problem it could be something that we can sort so if you talk about it then i think uh, your 90% burnout chances reduce that's my perspective yeah, that's actually communication i think a key very important and john what would you like to add to this yeah so i i I'd, i'd like to speak speak about this from a culture perspective right what is a culture that we are mm-hmm. having so that we can facilitate uh, less burnout right uh, one like i said a culture of psychological safety right am i feeling safe right the word sounds you know a little intimidating by itself but i think it's it's not very difficult to actually provide that that feeling to people yeah uh secondly uh, a culture of assertiveness right we need to encourage assertive conversations right because what you notice is that the people who are silent and who don't speak up are the ones yeah. who get impacted the most right and uh, people around them may fail to, to catch the symptoms right so the person themselves may not catch catch their own t- symptom or the people around them may not catch the symptom and then some it just becomes too late right uh, so as a manager can you uh, can you have a culture where you are encouraging assertiveness right as an organization can you build, build, you know bring that into your learning and development processes right bring up a culture of assertiveness and people feel that it's fine to speak my mind right can we have a culture of maybe like i said younger people or more junior people speaking up first 
because many times once a senior person has spoken you know everyone else tends to just you know say hey yeah, yeah i also agree with that be quiet yeah yeah uh, you know whether we like it or not that's that's how it happens right and uh, typically what happens with senior people is we are so used to uh, giving our opinions and thoughts all the time right so we very naturally end up as soon as we uh, see an opportunity we pitch it and we say something we give our view point or our comment right and we, so i think we need to restrain ourselves and then uh, uh, you know make make more younger people speak up right uh, so i think if if you do some of these uh, then again you are seeing people talking and sharing their thoughts right uh, you are able to gauge signals you know probably like with us i mentioned a lot quicker than otherwise um, and then it becomes uh, in our workplace culture you are able to make the adaptation that is required uh, one of the challenges today is that you know you're working virtual you're working hybrid right so you have a small a set of pixels in front of you to read how the other person is feeling right and it's, it's it may not be easy at all people are going to, always going to be a lot more willing to share things uh, share personal challenges free much more freely when they are in front of you physically yes. right and uh, over a virtual screen you people just may not get the same comfort right but we definitely seen a shift in the opposite direction in terms of actual work communication right so combating that is definitely not not easy right so but at least can you uh, maybe under un- uh, advice i would have for managers is establishing at least a weekly cadence with each team member hmm right and uh, at least uh, at the minimum a monthly cadence with you know one one level below you Uh, right you know, your, your skip level below you right yeah. and then you know if you can afford it a quarterly cadence with the levels below that right so at least you right otherwise what happens is you are in this team and then we all know we are part of this team but we've not seen each other for like months right Correct. i'm sitting at in uh, on my laptop you're sitting on your laptop and then that's it right uh, so then it obviously becomes very very difficult to know what's happening in someone else's life right? yeah very true So now uh, I'm going to come to my final question which I'm which I'm very intrigued to know what both of you have to say. What if I ask ChatGPT how to tell you that I have a problem? And then I come to you saying no I'm feeling burnout with what ChatGPT tells me or any other AI platform because uh if covid brought us into hybrid covid got done and we we got adjusted and we adapted to hybrid and boom there came AI. Like I'm going to take over your world. Yeah. Do you think and you know do you really think it's going to further fuel burnout because to be very very honest jokes apart we have so much information hitting us from all angles and all devices today that I think sometimes when I dream I'm dreaming of Instagram then what my subconscious is probably processing because there is just so much hitting you through the day yeah. so with AI and ChatGPT making that even simpler I don't really have to think anymore I can choose to have a conversation or shoot you an email in 5 seconds, right? Somebody else is writing it for me. Do you think this will ease someone or take pressure off or do you think it will make somebody more hyper competitive? Okay, so uh so definitely so there are two things, right? One is AI going to uh improve work and hence mm-hmm. productivity which is one of the factors that i would count under 
low uh, yes. you know, burned out uh, stage. Yes, AI will help us, right? From a work perspective, right? Yes. Right. It's it's a it's it's great. I don't think it is going to you know the worry that people have about replacing jobs, etc. I don't think that is uh, is what it's come to do. I think it's definitely there to help us. And acceptance, and this is any any change problem, right? When computers came in, I think this was a problem, right? People were like, oh, our jobs are going to go now. People, true. there's an entire industry working on computers, right? So true, I true. think that's a that's a challenge. I think that acceptance is what. people will fight right? right people are definitely not going to accept it easily i know i know a lot of my friend circles i know a lot of people generally talking oh it's going to eat my job up right people, because it is coinciding with a lot of layoffs so people think it's a direct correlation right but that's that's not what it is so i think that's where again mental health is coming into the picture where people are worried people are uh, worried that tomorrow i might not have a job i might not have a you know a place to be my skills are going to be redundant right so what i would say is that's where we step in to educate them right that's where we step in to say okay okay you know what it's okay this is how you can use it and that's what we do in n paradigm also and that's just something i'm going to share like we have we've what we've done is we've accepted it right we mm-hmm. get our people to understand the tool right it's it's not a monster it's a tool <laughs> understand it right. use it right and that's where you um that's how you can work better right it's it's just for your betterment and i think then people once they're okay and understand that that worry goes away and if the worry goes away then that burnout problem will not happen at all hmm that's true Yeah, so I'd like to pitch in here. So I think uh, agree with Vitasta on what she's saying, uh, and you know, for every poison, there's an antidote, right? So yeah, it's about training people to counterbalance, right? Yeah. So it's all about balance. So whenever the way you know the uh, the balance swings to one side, you know, you have to figure out how to counterbalance it and bring it back, right? And I think learning plays a huge role there. Uh, you know, what is what are these AI tools? you know how how do they work conceptually you know how can i use them right how can i uh, avoid overuse or misuse right i think once people are more clear on some of these that's the way uh, that's that's how you kind of help them right and uh, you know it is what is going to be inevitable is that the pace of uh, pace of change is going to just go up and that's been happening yeah. it's just going to keep moving right so uh we need to be trained to be able to manage the pace of change right there is no escaping that the pace of change is going up but yeah. can we handle that pace of change and can we retain our sanity in the middle of that pace of change i think then then we are set you know, this is actually very interesting because uh, i think what uh, if i had to summarize this conversation i would say that rather than us questioning the why why is the world moving so fast why you know am i not able to contain my worry i think we should start with what can i do to protect myself what can i do to strike a balance and that would probably be a game changer for all of us you know if we look at the what and start taking those small steps because as as you said john the speed is only going to quadruple there's no slowing anybody down absolutely you know 
everything everywhere all at once is happening right before us i think we're yeah. living that we're living that movie yeah. it's not it's not slowing down but this was great it was a great perspective on understanding burnout because the very next term after burnout that is very often thrown out is toxic toxic culture toxic workplace toxic lyrics yeah. like it's, it's it's one of the term which is used very loosely but i think what is actually toxic and its true meaning is far more deeper than the way we use it but that being said uh, if we one can take small steps and make small changes and most importantly enjoy what you do that stuff a lot of people do it for multiple reasons so yeah. i'm glad there are people who are lucky to really enjoy what they do because otherwise it's tough it's tough yourself for yourself to get out of bed to get to work every day if you don't like what you do true absolutely so i think and it's a delight to know at end paradigm everybody loves what they do so i think that's that's awesome but thank you vitasta thank you john it was great talking to you thank you richa good and you guys have a good day see you bye bye bye